Oh, hi guys. It's me, Sarah, and this is Mind Gold, another episode. Lucky you. Um, this episode is brought to you by me and ISO. And yeah, uh, really looking forward to this episode actually. So one of the great things about ISO um, has been like the connections that I've been just randomly making with people, I guess just from spending more time podcasting, more time writing, more time on social media, let's be honest. Um, normally when I get a message request on Instagram, I'm kind of like scared to check it. <laughs> um, but it's not always bad. And this time it definitely wasn't. Um, so I had a message the other week from Red Wired, um, just to say that she loves the podcast. And I was like, well, that's fucking cool. What a nice message. Um, got to chatting with her, realized that she is an incredibly strong and incredibly amazing woman. And I was like, I must have you on the podcast. <laughs> um, she was kind enough to agree. So that's why she's here. Um, super excited about this episode. Uh, Red explains the sport of strongman, um, her participation in it. Um, spoiler alert, she's very strong and very good at it. Um, her career as a nurse, her goals, her dreams, her everything. Um, this is a fucking awesome episode and I am so glad that I get to share it with you. Hope you enjoy. So I'm here with Red, Red Wired, or Wizard, or Weird, or Ward, <laughs> or however you want to pronounce her name. Um, let's just call you Red. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, all of the above. I'm good, I'm good. It's a little bit chilly up here in Brisbane at the moment. I've got my, it's leg day, bitch hoodie on. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> it's not actually leg day. Monday's leg day. I feel like every day's leg day except for Sunday because Sunday's rest day. That's really good. It's leg day, bitch. How good is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this hoodie so much. Is that your own apparel? Is that like a red branded apparel? No. It should be. This, no, this is actually by girl, G-R-R-R-L, girl clothing, so I'm an ambassador for them. Oh, that's Courtney cool. Olsen, you've heard of her, the chick that smashes watermelons in between her thighs. Oh, okay. So I tried to do that with a banana, and that's like as far as I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I heard about this watermelon thing. I can't. Yeah, I can't even crack an egg with my bicep. So yeah, no. Nah. She. Oh, I've, I've seen that challenge going around too. Like the where you put it in yeah. the of your arm and just you bend your bend your upper back. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's something I'm going to try during the uh, corona isolation. There's all these random challenges. That yeah, I was really disappointed that I couldn't like, do it. Do these push-ups and the t-shirt challenge where you're upside down trying to put your head through. I did that one. Um, oh, okay. I've seen <laughs> the taking your pants off one. Challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> no. Um, I couldn't do the egg one. I'm not even going to try and take my clothes off in a handstand. I don't even really want to take my clothes off the right way up. So, yeah, we'll just leave it. We'll leave it for the professionals. Um, but you're, yeah, sure. you're, I guess what you're known for mostly um, is strong woman and your Australian title. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know anything yeah. about strong woman. Like, I don't know anything about the sport. I don't really understand what the events are. I would love for you to share uh, your experience and like your knowledge of the sport. Um, imagine that I know nothing about it at all, and I'm the stupidest person in the world. Okay, so 
<laughs> right? So for those that don't know what uh, the sport is called, strong man. But I mean, women do it too, so it's interchangeable, strong yeah. woman. But uh, originally, it's called strong man. Um, I I got into it in about 2017. I was a, had a powerlifting background before that, and um, I went down to the Arnold in 2017 to see a friend compete in the overall powerlifting and in bodybuilding. And when I saw the strongman guys that were lifting the big apple stones yes. and pulling trucks and pressing all these crazy implements over their head, I was like, "What is this?" I googled it and. Um, and I thought, yeah, I, I want to try this. It looks so crazy. It's right up my alley. So there's there's quite a few different events. You have your, your staple strongman event that you press over your head. Yeah. Um, you've got the, the big Atlas Stones. They're like the, the pinnacle of the sport, what people like know it for from World's Strongest Man. You've got farmer's carries, so the handles that you yeah. walk along with. Um, you've got the deadlift, so there's going to be lots of variations on the deadlift where you can just do like a max 1RM pull from the floor. You can do a silk dollar deadlift, so it's usually like a bendy bar cages on the end so as you start pulling you're only really picking it up from like the knees so it's not a full range of motion and then the bar starts bending before the cages finally come up off the ground uh you've also got like an axle bar deadlift so the fat barbell that's more of a grip related oh see i've Um, used this bar i call it girthtrude because obviously it's (laughs) it's thick um obviously obviously (laughs) The girth of it is the challenge. Um, I've experienced mm. this. It's fucking hard. All this shit is hard. If you if you've got little hands, like a lot of the women, like the lightweight women that are that are tiny, you know, they might struggle getting their hands around it. So depending on the event promoter, um, they might let you use like wrist wraps, like yeah. figure eights, which go all the way around, or the figure sixes, which just you know are like the straps that go one revolution or two. Yeah. Um, but the, it all depends on on the promoter and that specific event. Oh, okay. So, for example, for the Arnold for the Arnolds this year that unfortunately got cancelled, um, one of the events was an AMRAP of an axle deadlift, and the weights were ridiculously heavy. I mean, for my weight class under eighty two kilos, um, it was one hundred and eighty kilo axle deadlift for reps. Are you fu- <laughs> What is your best? What is your best deadlift? Because I know your back squat's like one seventy or something ridiculous, right? Yeah, well, deadlift is, is actually one of my weaker events. I'm uh, I'm not that strong statically compared to my um, my moving events. I really like farmers carry and yoga yeah. walk, um, but but deadlift and log, all those stationary static events, is something that I'm working on to try and improve that. So, I mean, when they released the weight 180 kilos, I was thinking, gosh, I'd be lucky to get one rep, you know. But there might be some other girls that would be getting, you know a couple more reps so you know everybody's got their strengths and their weaknesses but that particular event I was dreading because I was thinking oh my god like I might piss myself on the platform because I'm straining so hard to bloody get the bar off yeah fair but um, yeah yeah it, it was it was a really heavy event but um, I like the the events where it's like more conditioning related. Yeah. So, um, for example, at World Strong Swimming last year, they had um, like a carry medley. So there was a sandbag that weighed 100 kilos. <clears throat> there was a keg that was 90 kilos and a Husafel stone. It kind of looks like a coffin, yeah. a really odd shaped implement. And you had to carry each of those like 15 metres, drop it into a sled oh and then pull the sled like backwards, so that reverse drag was such a burner. So on your pull the sled with all the things on it. Jelly legs. Fucking hell! 
it's yeah i mean they were not only really heavy implements but you had to run and, and carry them you know so you were like gasping for breath and um i, I enjoy those ones you know some, yeah some people might call me a little bit insane but um it's not just about like how strong you are it's how well can you move? How well can you lift and load things? Your athletic ability, your agility. Um, so there's lots of components to strongman um, in the sport. Um, and that's why I was so interested in it because I'd come from a powerlifting background where you just had your three lifts. Yeah, like sure. Your, squat, your bench prep. I sent you a deadlift yeah. and I was just getting a little bit um, bored with my training and I'd sort of like plateaued a little bit um, in my competitions. Like, you know, when you first start, you get those beginner games where you, you know, you're obviously still learning the technique and stuff and your 1RMs are going to go up quite significantly in that early stage of, yeah, sure. um, of your training where you're being coached and things like that. And then <clears throat> I think my first comp to my second powerlifting comp, I got like a 35 kilo total PR. <laughs> my lifts were just going like really, really far up. Competitions, I was only getting like five kilo PBs, like or ten PBs, like for the full total. You know, my bench just kind of went backwards a bit, and you know, my deadlift was pretty much staying the same. I only kept getting like the PBs in the squat, which is my favorite lift. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, then when I started um getting into the strongman training, I was like just amazed by how versatile it is because there are so many different events. Like as I said, those staple ones that I mentioned earlier, they've also got some completely random ones like um have you ever heard of a conan's wheel no so it's like this this wheel it goes around in a circle and you pick up a bar and you sort of hold it like right on your diaphragm oh, so it's pretty much yeah pressing the wind out of you and you just walk around with it in a circle until you can't walk anymore and you, once you that sounds like the bar, worst thing like, ever it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty insane i had to do that for a comp i think it was uh when I when I first started like 2017 or something and um I just like took the biggest breath of air in that I possibly could and I just kept walking until I couldn't anymore and your biceps start burning out and the, it was just like dropping and dropping and dropping and I was like trying to keep walking to get over the line and then like when you finally drop it that's your score that's it right. another really random one is called um the fingles finger so it's like a pendulum and you have to like walk your hands up this like post that's quite heavy and yeah. then it flips over to the other side so then you run around the other side again you sort of clean the weight up into like a rack position here and you walk your hands up this pole and then the pendulum and it, and it clicks over so you do that like as many reps as possible in a minute jesus christ so your your <laughs> score so how they determine the winner that would be um across the board the best out of say if there's three to five events for example it would be whoever does the best on average, like a CrossFit competition, for example. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's there. There is some components of CrossFit that like carry over to strongman. For example, you might have an overhead medley um, that has a barbell. Um, so you might do like a clean and jerk with a barbell. Yeah. Um, which is I think is quite funny because a lot of people who have just come into strongman without any sort of other athletic or weightlifting ability, they're sort of like yanking it up, and there's no like rules you know people sometimes get a bit funny with people that split jerk i come from a, a crossfit background so i got yeah. taught how to move a barbell from doing like a bit of ollie lifting and a bit of crossfit yeah. but um all the like the big guys they might just like you strict press use all the power of their shoulders to get the bar up surely it would make no, more sense to uh, use your legs <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly there's no major 
your rules. It's just get the bar from ground to open yeah. it any way you can. And once you're fully locked out, the judge will give you that down call and that will be your rep. But you might have a combination event that'll have like a barbell, a log press, an axle bar, clean and press, and then maybe a monster dumbbell or something. So oh, okay, that's, cool. You've yeah. seen those giant oversized... Um, that's, that's one of my good events, yeah. actually. I hold an Australian record in the Monster Dumbbell. That's fucking um, cool, yeah. One-handed press. Yeah, so what's your record? <laughs> and you, just, you press it over your head. Fuck. Um, it's 55 kilos. For a single dumbbell? Jesus Christ, yeah. mate. That's out of control. Like a small, a small lady, pressing a small lady. That's amazing. I was going to say, like, that's, <laughs> that's a person... Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So how do you train for these events I hope, given I that, um, on that, yeah, it would be hard to have like all the things, like I'm sure you don't have a giant dumbbell and a fucking heavy pole and a, you know, all that shit. So surely that's horrendously yeah. hard. Like, well, strongman, it's, it's such a specific, um, sport. So, I mean, I train at a gym called Panthers Powerlifting in Brisbane Yeah. and we're very fortunate to have like quite a few different strongman implements at that gym. Um, so <laughs> I always keep on pestering uh, Colin Webb, who's the owner and also my coach. Uh, I keep pestering him to get like some new stones or this new implement or, you know, whatever it may be. So I can try specifically for that because sometimes the competitions they'll release the events a good couple of weeks out before usually about 12 weeks out but sometimes there'll be like a mystery event and you won't know what it is until you rock up on the day so that's kind of to challenge everybody you know they haven't trained for it specifically so you kind of yeah. have to be a good all-rounder um yeah you know, for sure good conditioning good static strength and all that kind of thing but yeah usually the promoters of the um the competition will let you know what they are beforehand so you can train specifically for that for example if there was like an overhead press um do you know what a viking press is oh that does that it does sound familiar yeah it's like a lever uh, machine and, and you hold it like a like a what do you call it? A French press? A yeah. Swiss press? Yeah, okay. <laughs> One of those continents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you press it like that. So it's a, you, you do that. Um, there's been a few competitions I've had that event, one in South Africa and one in America, and I zeroed it both times, you know, because the weight was just ridiculously heavy. I didn't even get one rep. Yeah, and okay. obviously I was a bit, like, bummed out about that. My gym didn't have a Viking press, but I had to go to another gym to train it or just kind of make my own little uh, – you know, something that was similar to that, like I'd set yeah. up with barbell with resistance bands and oh, the levering yeah. wasn't quite right. Also, the weights was ridiculously heavy and I just, yeah, struggled with it on the day, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, no, that's fair. I mean, as a as a weightlifter, like, I'm never going to have a random rock up onto the platform and they're like, actually, you're going to use this bar. It weighs twice as much as the normal bar and you have to do this movement, which you've mm -hmm. never done before. And you're like, what the fuck? Like... The whole, yeah. um, the whole surprise element, I think that would terrify me more than all of the known events. Because <laughs> how do you prepare for that? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You just have to be ready. Um, you know, some of the best strong men and strong women athletes, they are such good all-rounders and they're the ones that, you know, they obviously have um, these crazy titles and stuff to show for it because they train everything. Um, they don't just, you know, pigeon themselves into to one particular thing. I mean, you do have, I guess, you call them like one-trick ponies, someone who's only good at, like, deadlifts or someone who's only really good at overhead pressing but they might, like, lack in, you know, the conditioning events. Yeah, um, sure. So everybody's got their... 
yeah, they're good and they're bad ones. I know that if I have a comp that's got like a yoke, which is one of my favourite events, yeah. a really heavy yoke, um, you know, a farmer's carry, monster dumbbell stones, you know, those events that are good, I think, oh, I can do pretty well because those are good events. But if there's a one that has an axle deadlift 180 kilos for reps with blocking press or yeah. some other overhead stuff that I might not be particularly good at, I'm thinking, oh, God, is it worth signing up for that competition? Because they might they might not be my good ones. But at the same token, you really want to challenge yourself as yeah. well and, and work on those weaknesses. So, yeah, I mean, one thing... Um, the event, the official strongman games in America, they had this event called the Power Stairs. This is another sort of random event. Yeah. It's like a, a little handle and the weights are stacked onto the handle and you have to sort of swing back um, using a lot of posterior train and get the get this input up onto the stairs. Oh, God. And as you yeah. get higher up onto the stairs, it gets more scary because if you swing too far back, you're, you you're going to you know, fall, fall down. back down the stairs. That's yeah, terrifying. Um, they had it at the Arnold's. <laughs> last year in yeah. Melbourne and I didn't do too well in that event and I was like dreading it that it had come up again in the competition in America but I said you know what I'm going to do it I've got this opportunity to go overseas and you know just try my best um and I trained and trained for it and there were so many sessions where I'd be crying I just was getting bruised on the inside of my legs from the implement like whacking me every time I tried to like lift it up yeah and I just was like why am I doing this again? I'm, putting my, I'm torturing myself. Yeah, I understand this. I was actually having this conversation with a friend recently about if you haven't cried during training, then you don't care enough. Um, and I firmly, oh, yeah. I firmly believe that. Um, yeah. You put yourself through the pain, but that, that's what makes it so much more rewarding. Like, I mean, when you do finally step up and accomplish something that you've struggled so much with in training, like that's the reason why a lot of people do this, these crazy strength sports is because yeah. the reward, you know, is, is great. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand, and that's a question that, um, like, people who don't, uh, you know, compete in, in sport or, you know, um, do a sport like powerlifting or weightlifting or strongman say like why do you do it like why would you train a sport that makes you cry that makes you sore that makes you question your existence <laughs> on a regular basis oh, yeah. but it is that feeling of accomplishing something that you feel is impossible and I don't think that that's um, comparable to anything any other feeling that I've experienced um, yeah and I'm, I'm sure you would agree with that as well what is it like in the weightlifting competitions? Because this is another thing that I've always been really interested in. Um, do they allow a big audience when you have the weightlifting competitions and can people cheer for you? Or is everybody like really, really quiet until you do the lift and it's not after the judge gives you? Like you get the white light. Oh, right. No, so there is an audience, obviously, depending on the size of the competition, the audience would be bigger or smaller. Um, when, uh, when you walk up to the platform, people generally yell something, um, while you're lifting, everyone's mm -hmm. like dead quiet. Um, and then, yeah. you know, see, that's like the complete opposite to strong yeah. People will be screaming the entire time. Get it, come on. 
I think that's like that really helps as well. Like I was actually, I was talking to Bailey Rogers. She's competed at a really high level in both weightlifting and CrossFit. So at the CrossFit games and at the Commonwealth games. And we were talking about the difference um, in like having that, that cheering and having that silence and what drives you more. Um, And I think going from one to the other, um, I've not competed at a high level in either sport, but having competed in a CrossFit environment and in a weightlifting environment, the nerves and the voices in your head um, so much louder when you're out there completely alone with silence. Um, and you don't have that yeah. same, like, it's all you, you know, like you don't have the feeling yeah. that there's hundreds of people believing that you can do this thing. It's literally you against the voice in your head, you know, um, mm. I imagine that that height... That, that's like, such a crucial part yeah. of lifting, isn't it? Like, I, I always find I do way better in competition. Well, um, like most of the time when I have that adrenaline yeah. running through me, the excitement of, oh, my God, people are watching me. I really don't want to stuff this up. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, but at the time when you're lifting, um, it's white noise. All I'm looking at is the referee going, okay, I need to watch him give me the calls and make sure that I'm not going to get, you know, drop the bar too early if I'm doing an overhead event or, you know, deadlift, you have to wait for that lockout before you get the down call before it's counted. You you see this a lot. Sometimes people will struggle, you know, they'll be hitching it, they'll get get the bar up and they'll use all of their might to get it up and then they're so excited they just drop it and then the ref goes, no nah, man, oh, you, didn't, you didn't wait for my call. That's the and worst. And so then they have to grind out another rep. That's so um, <laughs> I, I, my focus just goes solely. I'm looking them dead in the eye, going, All right, I, "I need to get this." And I don't realize until I watch the videos back. Someone's recorded my lift for me, and I can hear everybody like my name and the cheers and the squeals, yeah. and you can do this. And all that, and I think, wow, I heard none of that when I was actually doing the lift. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's the same. Like when being up on the platform, and like you know, there's people that you know in the audience, whoever. But you're really you're not looking at them. You just go to like another place in your head, you know. So I think regardless of whether you have an audience or not, whether they're yelling or not, it's always just going to be you against you. Anyway, it's weird. Yeah. You have to you have to drive your own motivation. I, I do yeah, believe sure. a lot in that. It comes from you know your discipline and your willingness to achieve something. Yeah. Like I'm a very goal driven person, and I have to write write them down oh, with same. like a plan in place. Otherwise, they're just you know words that you're saying. Yeah. And they're not going to mean anything unless you specifically have these strategies that you can. Uh, implement to, to make them happen so yeah absolutely um, yeah you, you gotta so tell me about your process with that like uh, I've been doing a lot of um, like writing recently about like my values and how my values are going to lead to um, success in other areas of my life basically whether it's athletically professionally in relationships and I think that for me, that's been such a game changer and like defining what those values are. And you seem like you'd be much on the same page. Um, yeah. Yeah. You look at a lot of successful women um, or men and, and they've, they've been a gold digger, you know, gold digger. All of them are gold diggers. Yeah. They've actually got these <clears throat> gold digger. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, I have, I have a vision board and I, yep. yeah, I write them down. 
um, you know, like I have my competition goals. Um, like one of them each year I love to do is the Arnold's in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately that was cancelled this year, so that was a huge bummer, but understandably so because of coronavirus. Yeah. Um, another one I really like to do is the Nationals, the Australian Strongman Alliance Nationals. So um, I I currently hold the title for under 82 kilos. Yes, you do. Now and I'm, I'd love to do, That's to do that awesome. again, but it's, again, cancelled this year. Um, another one I like doing is state titles, so Queensland, Strongest Man and Woman, but, yeah, that's cancelled as well. So it's been kind of topsy-turvy because of corona, so it has been hard to sort of stick to that motivation. But I also have my, my visions board, my career goals. So working as a registered nurse, um, I am currently working towards uh, my Master's in Mental Health. Oh, so amazing. So I can still continue with that goal For sure. and this extra time at home has allowed me to study a little bit more um currently working on an assignment so you know i can still tick away at those goals regardless of corona happening or not um then i have like my financial goals so that links in with my career goals if i keep working hard um you know i can put more money away to savings i want to buy a property at the end of this year so it's not just my fitness and competition goals it's other areas of my life as well and then the, the small part down the end, I was like, okay, relationship goals. So <laughs> I think it's you know, funny I'm how currently single, but you know, everyone I don't mind being single. It's like if if, if my future hub comes along and sweeps me off my feet, fantastic. If it doesn't, I'm going to keep working on me. You just have to, um, you know, keep an eye on those DMs. <laughs> Instagram became the new Tinder, but it really is a thing. It's so weird. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who needs dating apps when you've got Instagram? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like since I've, um, you know, been in a relationship and I've noticed that it's really not quite as bad, I think cause I'm quite like, Hey, look, this is my boyfriend. Um, you know, um, and, and you still get guys messaging you going, here's a dick pic. <laughs> uh, you know what? I hardly ever get DMs like that um, these days, which is, okay. which is fucking awesome. Like the most recent DMs I've gotten have been from you, actually, um, and other awesome people okay. who I'm like super stoked to hear from. So whether I'm putting out a real mm -hmm. threatening vibe or not, I don't know, but I'm loving it because the only interaction I'm getting is yeah. – um, very much positive. <laughs> That's good. It's good. I think it goes in waves a bit, doesn't it? Um, I, I think it probably depends on the kind of content that you post. For like sure. you if you did put pictures up of you and your boyfriend, the guys might be like, oh, yeah, I might not message her because <laughs> she's unavailable. But that kind of doesn't really stop people no um, I think it depends I, I mean know, you've if you got a picture of you in a bikini or you know some sort of revealing photo you'd get like 20 guys going oh hey what you doing it's weird right but I mean you've got quite I don't have a very big a big following um and I don't really tend to post photos like that anymore because I am in a relationship I think it is kind of different though I mean mm -hmm. I'm definitely guilty of in the past when I have been single posting photos like that um, so a, to, a, to a certain extent, you're sort of, like, encouraging um, people messaging you stuff like that. To a certain extent. I don't uh, think that there's ever a reason to send like a dick pic. like if a girl walks down the street. You know that whole thing, like, if a girl walks down the street in revealing clothing, is that an invitation to 
you know, get sexually harassed. Oh, no, I don't mean like, getting sexually yeah, harassed. I just mean, like, um, I just mean, like, messages from guys in general, um, not, like, disgusting yeah. ones. I don't think there's ever a reason to send someone a disgusting message, but I think if you're putting yourself out there, like, appearing to be single, um, because Instagram does tend to be the a new kind of Tinder, you will get, like, messages from guys mm. being interested. Like, it doesn't mean they're being gross or they're being dicks. Um, yeah, but it depends on how you kind of put yourself out there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it is flattering sometimes. I get messages from guys that are in relationships but they like message me saying hey you're really strong or you're really inspiring that was a really cool lift um or they ask questions about our strongman like they might come from another strength sport like highland games i dabble in that a little bit and i'll get messages from them going oh like how do you find juggling like the two but they're not like threatening messages or, or messages that i don't like receiving but it's the yeah, the constant, oh, I'm from India and I want to put money into your bank account. Please send me new pictures. Uh, oh, my God. Is that a thing? I've never got a message like that. No one in India wants to see me naked. Oh, <laughs> oh God. There, there was this thing going around on the, um, the You Look Like a Man page. There was this jockey that was offering to put money uh, into people's PayPal account if he would uh, get messages from those the strong women these amazonian women he kept yeah. calling them because he was like a 50 kilo jockey um, yeah. and he liked getting messages of them putting him down going you're worthless uh, you're nothing is this I the bicep guy you. i want to do this to you and stuff and he he got off on that I yeah finish. yes actually i think jess uh Fithin was talking about this um the guy with the bite the, mm-hmm. the little yeah. biceps yeah odd there's yeah, always the guy <laughs> I think though that while there are, there's always a lot of girls making fun of this guy. There's always going to be people like that, but for every person like that, you know, I find most of the connection I've received, like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, has been has been mainly positive and has mainly been people like yourself saying, um, you know, I'm on the same page as you. Like, let's, um, you know, let's support each other and follow each other's stories and. I think that's yeah. the really cool thing about it. Like, it's not all dick pics and, um, mm. you know, abuse me online. <laughs> I, I started following you. I found out, like, that picture of you weightlifting and then someone had the, the really negative comment, like, does she fuck? Oh, that wasn't about me. That was about, a, like, an actually good weightlifter. You are an actually good weightlifter. No, no, no. This is, like, about a world champion weightlifter. Yeah, that's why I was astounded. This woman is in the 64-kilo weight class. She can snatch 113 kilos. Oh, wow. Like, she's phenomenal. Yeah. She, like, she's, you know, qualified for the Olympics, kind of good. Like, she's actually good. Um, and that comment yeah. was directed at her, and I was just like, are you, f- are you fucking serious? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I saw what you posted, you know, what does her fucking ability have anything to do with her athletic or any other ability? Yeah, you know, exactly. Look at her, she's within this crazy amount of weight. She should be congratulated for it, you yeah. know, not sexualized for it. Yeah. Do you feel like attitudes toward that are changing, at least in Australia? Have you noticed? Mm, not really. Yeah. Um, the good thing about, um, 
like that you look like a man page these guys are getting called out on it more often and so maybe you know other guys that are you know watching or following that page would be like oh yeah maybe I'll think twice before commenting on that because yeah I'm gonna get my my comment screenshot and post it all over their social media because <laughs> <laughs> there's literally like thousands of women just like waiting for someone to put a comment like that on their page so they can send it yeah for sure <laughs> I think it's hilarious. What they're doing is great, and it's it's quite comical. Like you can laugh at it at first, but you know if you're constantly getting messages like that, you can see how it could be really really draining. Um, you know, a lot of women that are very very strong and they have a lot of muscle definition. You know, constantly getting told that they look like men, and you know, there's someone I really admire, Rihanna Lovelace. Do you follow her? No, she's I don't. English chick. Yeah. Um, yeah. She is so 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 strong. She's about to. Um, have an attempt at breaking the um, the world record stone lift. She's she's an under sixty four kilo athlete. Yeah, she gets around about sixty or so, and she's lifting a hundred and fifty kilo stone, so what more than f- double body weight. Fucked. That's mental. ridiculous. Amazing. <laughs> She's so resilient, though. I love, um, you know, her her replies to the comments that she, the negative stuff that she might get on her her social media pages, and she just like makes a joke. Like he says something like about her muscles, and she's like, "Oh, well, they're bigger than yours. You know, if you did lift, maybe you might have some legs or something." <laughs> I just can't even understand the the desire to put a negative comment like that on someone who is like succeeding at something that's really fucking cool, like. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, yeah. And you do have to be really resilient and to a certain extent, you know, just take the piss and ignore that kind of stuff. But I guess it's, I mean, it's kind of tall puppy syndrome in a way where, uh, like not just men, but women too are kind of intimidated, um, by women like yourself who are strong and attractive mm-hmm. and successful and rather oh, <laughs> and rather than putting the time into working on themselves and maybe becoming stronger themselves, they like tear people like you down because it makes them feel better. And I think that's that's that sucks because women do it too. Um, mm. for sure. It says a lot about their character, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, that, that I love that saying strong women empower strong women yeah you know because yeah. you want to see them succeed you want to be in their corner cheering for them um at, at competitions you know if you're someone in your category your weight category is uh, about to go straight after you and they just hit a pb and you're like yeah high five them congratulate them and then you go and lift next but you know you're essentially competing for the same title sure. but i love that the, the camaraderie that's most of the time within the sport, um, yeah. women uplifting other women, not the whole, oh, I hope she fails that yes. rep. You know, I want her to stack it when she, like, you know, does that next event and I hope she hurts herself. Like, that's – it's negative it's and it's really not, yeah. not necessary. Yeah, like, I've trained at places before where, um, like, I felt like other women couldn't genuinely – be happy for my success because for some reason it reflected poorly on them and I guess I've just never really understood that concept um you know being in a sport threatened by you yeah it's weird like being in a sport where yeah like I'm competing against people I train with people who are my friends but the thought of hoping that they fail or hoping that they don't do as well so that I do better by default it's just fucking strange like I can't even imagine thinking like that um Mm -hmm. You know, like if we're not supporting each other, then it's kind of fucking sad, right? I 
always grew up playing team sports, um, you know, all throughout primary school, high school. And then, like, when I left high school, I was playing roller derby for a couple of years. And you, you have to work as a team to yeah. get the job done. It's not just a one-woman show. But everyone always says, oh, powerlifting, weightlifting, strongman, it's a it's a single sport. No, it's not because you've got a whole team behind you. Yeah. You know, you've got your coach, you've got... Um, the people that you train with, I've got a myotherapist, I've got a physio, I've got a dietitian, you know, all these people, they're part of your team. Yeah. So it might not be essentially a team sport, but but really it is because all these people are on your side to help you succeed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I have a couple of like really close friends who I train with and like I honestly feel that like if I am successful, like I can attribute part of that to them because Mm -hmm. they've made me believe in myself, you know, they've been there the whole time, you know, they've been there for the good sessions, the bad sessions, like it doesn't matter, we've all got each other's back either way. And yeah, it's... Are you you kind of struggling like training on your own at the moment because you don't have that posse of people with you or I've seen you training in your lounge room at home, haven't you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm currently in my gym as we speak. Um, it's actually been kind of fun because I've set myself like stupid challenges. Like if I've got to do like sets of something off the rack, I'm like, I'm going to do every set from the ground and make it like horrendously harder for myself. Um, and my coach is kind of like, you know, you don't need to do that. And I'm like, well, it's funny. So yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, and I've got a good playlist and I am very much connected with the same people, um, you know, like we have a group chat, we've got a shared playlist, we do Zooms. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. So, so good with technology these days. You can keep that, um, that communication going, you know, FaceTime, Zooms. I've had a couple of those, like, you know, the group, the house party chats. Have yeah. You done those yeah. Yet? I've done those. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about how, I guess, your resilience has helped you in your work because. We haven't even talked about that, and that sounds like that would be very fucking fascinating. Because you're a medic in the army, yeah? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, medic in the army reserve. Um, and in my hospital job, I work in the drug and alcohol detox centre. Like, So it's a combination of mental health with the dual diagnosis of people that are managing addiction issues um, coming off alcohol or other substances. So it's a really, really interesting place to work. Um, it can be stressful at times, yeah. um, especially when someone's in like really bad withdrawals, um, you know, medicating them, keeping them comfortable. Sometimes the seizure risk is quite high or, um, cardiac emergencies as well. Um, you know, from, yeah, just trying to do that safely within the hospital environment. But, um, yeah, it can be really stressful if I'm doing like night shift and then trying to like back up a heavy training session. Sometimes I would, um, you know, if I struggle sleeping, if I do like one or two night shifts, I can usually get to bed, wind, unwind, have a have a hot shower, like try and relax a bit, do some mindfulness, and then crawl into bed. But if I've got like four night shifts in a row, that's when my sleep is really, really disturbed. Um, and I try not to like do heavy training sessions. I might have those as, as rest days while I'm trying to just recuperate back into some sort of normalcy. Um, I used to do a night shift and then go into the gym to try and tire myself out yeah. um, so that I could be worn out enough to go to bed. But then, you know, my lifting would be subpar. And, you know, when you're a little bit tired, you, you sort of feel like you're a bit hungover. And yeah. Your, yeah. your body is just drained. I had no energy. I wasn't hitting my numbers. And so that would beat up my confidence. But if I hit it any other day after a good night's sleep, I'd probably be able to, to get it, you know. Yeah, so sure. It, it, 
it really depends on how I'm feeling and also, you know, throw a, a monthly period cycle in there and your lifting just goes to shit. Oh, anyway. mate, how You're bad does your period fuck you up? <laughs> it's the worst. My coach will be like, oh, and I'm taking, like, five kilos off every lift you have to do this week because you just <laughs> yeah, won't. Exactly. You just won't. Yeah, I was actually saying this to someone the other day. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> I always I complain to my coach. I'm like, oh, I've been on night shift. I've got my period. I can't do it this week. And, you know, complaining about this, that, and the other. I've got an assignment due for my master's. Like, I'm juggling a lot on my plate at the moment. And often people say, how do you do it, Red? Like, you, you just, you're such a busy person. You've always got so much going on. But I, I wouldn't have it any other way. When when Corona started happening and everyone was like, oh, you got to stay home. I was like, this is it's kind of because I'm not used to staying still. I mean, I feel fortunate that I've still got a job. I'm an essential worker, so yeah. I've still got an income. I haven't been financially impacted, thankfully. Um, but being home on my days off has been has been interesting to try and adapt to that because I've always been such a busybody out and about doing things, you know, being a social butterfly, catching up with people. But now there's that the pressure has been taken away. Like you can't just go, Hey, let's meet up for a coffee or for lunch or whatever, because everything's closed. Oh my God. See, I'm like the opposite. I'm like, yes, no one can ask me to do anything. I get to stay home. <laughs> so you, 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 you score on the introvert scale on the yeah, personality well test. It, it, I'm it's, like 90% extrovert. Really? Opposite. It's funny yeah. because people assume that I'm quite extroverted, um, but I'm really like, I just want to be at home by myself. <laughs> well, there's extroverted introverts. Yeah, I think so I can. I've done a lot of studies on like personality tests and yeah. stuff working in mental health and you know you can pick little traits and things like that um but you can do you can be like a very outgoing sort of person like you, you do definitely portray that on your instagram page you know very confident lady like tattoos looking badass all that sort of stuff okay. but then you actually like your peace and quiet and you know just your little humble you know just your little space and, yeah, and that's, that's okay absolutely me yeah yeah. I feel like I get my energy from being around other people. So, yeah, I don't mind being by myself and having that downtime every now and then, but I, I love the social interactions and being in groups of people and chatting. You know, I can talk the leg off a table if it let me. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you most looking forward to when all the social uh, restrictions are eased? Oh, you know, I really, really wanted to go to Scotland in August this year and lift the famous Dinny Stones. Yeah, okay. I have, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So I there was a there's an event um, called the Gathering, which is on the second of August, and I had planned to go and compete in Norway at this event called the FIFA Power Week. And there's multiple different strength events in that whole week. There was Highland Games, which I was going to register for. Yeah. Stones of Strength, uh, which is a it's kind of like strongman, but it's um, just all stone related events. Um, there was mass wrestling, um, and there's like a record breakers event. So they have pro and amateur divisions in in these sort of things and it goes for the whole week so I got invited to go and compete there which was the end of July and then after that I was going to go to Scotland to do the Dinny Stone attempt but um because of all of the um international travel bans now you know I'm so bummed because you know I don't know when that's going to happen but I tell you what as soon as those restrictions are lifted I will be looking at 
flights, holidays. I've already got holidays built up from work anyway. So, you know, the financial side of it is not an issue. I just want a date where I can go and do it so I can plan towards it. Because yeah. like I mentioned, I'm a very goal-driven person. And when all those things have been taken away, it's it's made me a little bit mixed up and, and thinking, okay, that's still my plan. I still want to achieve these things. But the time frame, yeah. it's a bit wishy-washy. So Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so what are your kind of athletic goals for, I guess, 2021 <laughs> since everything's yeah. sort of been pushed back? I would really love to compete at the Arnold's in Ohio. Oh, so, uh, um, yeah, it's just, it seems quite difficult to qualify for from Australia. Usually you'd have to podium um, first, second or third at the Melbourne show to get an invite to go to Ohio for the following year. Oh, okay. Um, I've, I've done the Arnold's in Australia twice now. would have been three times this year if it wasn't cancelled. And I went to the South African Arnold's last year in May. That's I mean, that was such a fantastic competition. Um, and from that South African comp, I qualified for the official Strongman Games in America. So there's lots of opportunities that open up internationally um, if you if you go overseas to compete. And yeah. that was kind of my goal um, for this year, or, yeah, it still is for next year as well, is I want to improve my ranking internationally. I do, I do enjoy competing in Australia, but um, I feel like I want to – I love travel as well, so I kind of use that as an excuse to do a competition and and then have a bit of a holiday afterwards. Um, you meet so many more people, and yes. a lot of these guys that I've been following on Instagram, you know, they might be from other sides of the world, but when you actually meet them in person, it's such a rewarding experience. Um, yeah. You know, you're just like broadening your pool really as an athlete, getting more um, more recognition um, overseas. So yeah, that's awesome. yeah that, would, that would be my goal for sort of hopefully towards the end of this year or or next year when when flights are able to happen internationally. So how would the qualification process work given that the Arnolds wasn't able to run? Like, would it just be based off of your placing at previous years? Well, that's a very good question. Um, Initially, they said that the Arnolds was going to be, um, like, postponed until later in the year but then yeah. we got an email recently saying yeah like it's just it's cancelled completely but huh. I was fortunate enough um last year I placed second in South Africa so awesome. I've been invited back again um if it, if it was to happen yeah the promoter was saying it's usually in May so I think it would have been at the end of this month um but he was saying oh hopefully we might be able to do it in like October or November this year and um, I messaged him and I said, I'm keen. Like, I would love to come back. It was such a great experience. Um, he's like, we've just got to wait and see. And obviously, if, if I can't fly there, if I can't even get out of the country, there's no point in <laughs> looking for that. No. But, um, I, ha- I did like a little safari after the um, competition last year to oh, cool. um, Zimbabwe and Botswana and the Kruger National Park. Um, came back and saw all this wildlife and stuff, and I was I was away for a month in total. So that was just like such a great experience, not only competing there but seeing uh, another side of the world. So I said I'd go back in a half if I could get there. But yeah, as 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 far as like qualifying for it again for next year, I think all the athletes that were going to be at this year's Arnold's they might get you know yeah. transferred to next year. But yeah. then what about all those up and coming athletes that want to qualify yeah. that? that need to do an actual qualifying comp to get there. So I don't know if they're going to be overwhelmed with um, people that want to compete because it's already a really stacked class. Like I think there was 20 girls or something that were in my weight class. Yeah. The lightweight women had like 23 or something like wow, that. And, yeah. you know, there's there's well, be close to 100 competitors or probably more. That's cool. 
It's amazing uh, run, how many women are days. doing it now. Yeah. It's cool. It's the same with like weightlifting and powerlifting. Like how many women are like, fuck yeah, I want to be strong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so some, of the, some of the women's weight classes were actually bigger than the men's. And that is so awesome to see, you know, it's not just your stereotypical guys can only lift weights. It's a lot of women doing it too. And you've got like mums coming in or girls that, you know, they, they're trying something new for the first time that they never thought they could do. And that's really awesome to see that's people so that cool. do like a novice comp or something. And then they get completely hooked yeah. and they're like, Oh my God, when's the next one? And they just want to, you know, keep trying to push themselves and achieve something awesome. Yeah. You know what? I find it really weird that there's still the stereotype of like women can't be strong existing. And every time it pops up to me, I'm like, what? Like someone commented on, I'd posted like a snatch, some snatches I was doing like in my lounge the other week. Mm -hmm. And I had a comment Mm -hmm. on the video saying like, wow, chicks can lift. I'm like, what? I didn't realize that was like up for debate. Like, Oh God! <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> like, was it was it a joke? I think it's so impressive seeing <laughs> like little, like small framed women. I don't want to use my words correctly. Um, like lightweight women, um, and they're lifting. Like when you take it down to pound for pound, and you look at the amount of weight they're lifting, I just think, oh golly gosh! Like it, it's like lightweight women in strongman is under 62 kilos and you've got some of these women that are doing you know three times body weight deadlifts or um overhead pressing like crazy amounts of weight and i think that's that's more than i can press it i'm 20 kilos heavier and they're they're so light and they're doing more weight but but that stay in your own lane you know always focus on yourself i think it's so impressive seeing these these little uh small frame women that are just so 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 strong yeah, it's, it's not all about cool. the guys. I, I I do like seeing world's strongest man and you know the big pro shows and stuff with the big burly guys, but I'm also really impressed by the the lightweight women. Yeah, um, you know what I think is funny is comments that these smaller women get from guys saying I can lift that, and it's like, yeah, but it's twenty. Of course you, can. Yeah. Of course you fucking can. <laughs> this is three times their body weight. It's like your. It's like one and a half times yours. Like well done. <laughs> Yeah, good on you, mate. Good one. Yep. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> what classes in Ollie lifting? What's that, sorry? What are the weight classes in Ollie lifting? Oh, so um, I'm a 64, um, and mm-hmm. below that there's 59, uh, 55, and 49, I think. Um, and above me, what about like I'm around 82 kilos? What's that? So what there's, there um, so there? above above me there is 71, 76, too light, 81, too light. 86. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've recently been changed. Um, okay, yeah. what would what would be like a good clean and jerk and a good snatch for someone around 81 kilos in that class? Oh fuck. Um, are we talking like world class or are we talking like just, uh, for someone who just started the sport? Um, let's say sort of Australian sort of champion and then like you, like your world level. I know world level will just be absolutely ridiculous, but I'm just generally interested to, to see these numbers. Um, well, I'd say like, the, I'd say like a world-class person would be say like Lydia Valentin should be around your weight class, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I think her best clean and jerk is like 140 something. Um, and yeah. snatch, snatch would be 
I'm not 100% sure, but I would say around like the high teens, 20 even. Um, don't quote me on that though, because I don't know my numbers off the top of my head. But then I've got mm-hmm. um, one of my one of my good friends. She's trying for the Olympics. She's a 76. Her best snatches mm-hmm. are 101. Her best clean and jerk is 131. Um, but that's again, that's cool. like elite. That's elite level. Um, like honestly yeah. for me, I'm just stoked to be able to snatch my body weight. <laughs> yeah, snatch is such a technically difficult lift, isn't it? I I used to do that a bit in CrossFit yeah. and um I always found I really struggled with like the shoulder mobility, so I would like just basically muscle it up. I had no form whatsoever, but I could get I could get fifty kilos over my head, but then my shoulder, like my sockets would end up hurting from, you know, oh, bending back like that. <laughs> I think it's just, I mean, it's the same as anything, right? Like you just have to develop that stability in a, in a different position. I wouldn't be able to fucking lift a 50 kilo stone, I would say. (laughs) So it's the same thing. Like it's such a specific strength. Um, yeah. That anyone who's not done it before is going to, I would lift a stone like a fucking idiot, like guaranteed. In yeah. fact, I've tried to I can just appreciate it's all so these hard. different um, disciplines and um, I'm always in awe of wanting to follow people on social media and I think, oh, I can't snatch that amount of weight, but I can appreciate how difficult it is and I really admire them, you know, and I use that as still a source of inspiration even though it's a different sport to what I do in Strongman. Oh, great. I think it's awesome to be able to connect. Like, I haven't really even spoken to anyone before who does Strongman um, until I randomly connected with, um, you look like a man. I was like, Oh, this is a cool thing. Like, I don't know anything about this sport. Like it's so interesting. And I think there can be such a level of like, this is my sport. Like I don't care about anyone else's sport or this is harder. This is better. Um, but I think, you know, we have to give credit to like every woman who is trying to be the strongest woman that they fucking can. Um, who's dealing with not only the, the difficulty of training and competing, but also being harassed (laughs) and told they look like a man. (laughs) So I think the more we just get around each other, regardless of what our, um, what our specialty is, you know what I mean? No matter how much we weigh, no matter what we're trying to lift in what capacity, like we're all like on the same page. Supporting each other. Yeah, for sure. Going, you go girl. Yeah. (laughs) Chicks can lift. (laughs) Oh, they surely can. We sure can. (laughs) Thank you so much for this chat. It's been absolutely amazing. Welcome. Um, Where where can people follow you and check you out? Because obviously everyone's going to want to, especially since you've announced that you're single. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, well, my Instagram is my main platform, so you can find me on redalicious underscore strongwoman. So it's R-E-D-A-L-I-C-I-O-U-S underscore strongwoman. Um, I do have a Facebook athlete page as well, and if you just search Red Wired, that should come up as linked to my Instagram. So, or wizard, yeah, you know. <laughs> Pardon? Or wizard. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, I was just cutting out a little bit. I didn't catch what you said last. I just said, or they can just search Red Wizard, because obviously, uh, oh, same oh, thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Red's Weird. I don't know. That yeah. might come up too. There's a few, I think there's a few um, 
YouTube things, like a few clips up there from competitions yes. like the Australian Nationals or something. Um, if anyone wants to get into strong man or strong woman, um, there's a couple of um, like pages that they should follow as well. Um, check out Strong Woman Australia. So they have a Facebook and Instagram page. Um, they're doing a really cool thing at the moment where they're sharing lots of um, strong women. Every single day there's a new person where oh, they're like, cool. how old are you? Where are you from? How have you been, long have you been lifting? What's your biggest achievement? Blah, blah, blah. Another cool page is Strong Woman underscore World. That's another kind of similar page where they uh, promote um, strength athletes that are not just in Strong Woman but... Um, you know, lots of other strength disciplines. Um, what's another one? Oh, yeah, Starting Strongman or Talking Strongman. They're groups on Facebook if, if you are just getting into it and you want to find out if there's a gym near you or what sort of equipment to buy, any sort of advice on technicalities. And lots of memes are shared in there and YouTube videos. Love and, a good meme. Yeah, there are a few, few groups that you can sort of get into if you're thinking about starting but not quite sure really where to go from there. Amazing. So basically go pick up the heaviest, weirdest object that you can. <laughs> That's it. You can do strongman from anywhere, you know, picking up, seeing people lifting their couches in their lounge room and, you know, doing squats with their dog. And It is a good <laughs> isolation sport like for sure. <laughs> it's just you've got to be inventive and sometimes there just might be the most obscure thing ever and you can be like, hey, I trained that because I went down to my local creek and I picked up this natural stone that was an odd shape and then it came up in competition. There you go. The world is your gym. Yeah. Thank you, Thank so, you so much. much I look forward to following your journey. Yeah, cool. I'll chat to you again soon. All right, mate. See ya. See ya, darling. Bye.